Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause. Throughout the stadium, as this man sounds like he just coughed up a lung. Just looking around, the jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need? Uh, CPR or something And then at that particular time I lost it <laughs> Devon Yes, yes, yes Today Phoenix is another place They got a great uh, training staff I mean they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq And you can do that you know, People talk a lot about their <laughs> training staff Yes, yes, today you know, as we start this show, this one mic. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. That's a shout-out to my man, uh, uh, Game Changer. I know he's taking uh, uh, another sabbatical from the NFL season, um, you know, <laughs> given, given our current circumstances. Uh, so I always got to pay a shout-out to my boy, uh, Marcus, the game changer. Keep, 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 keep those things moving with those those young ladies at uh, Madison Memorial. I know you got a big time play over there. Hope she head over to IU. I, I I can't be doing no tampering. I'll leave that alone. But hey, y'all, welcome to RSG One Mic, the place where the mic is so hot only one of us can handle it. Only one mic. We gonna handle that, and uh, we gonna be hot tonight. All hosting calls are brought to you by Patreon. Go to Patreon to support underground artists and or performers. Support RSG at www.patreon.com forward RSG live. Uh, that's www.patreon.com forward slash RSG live. You can also find us on all of the uh, social media platforms uh, under Real Sports Guys. We're on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. You can also find us on, on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It's about to get hot up in here. It's about to get 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 hot up in here, but we're gonna open up the mic a little bit and get it going on. Uh and uh bring my boy in. You know, we're doing the pick and roll. It's the preseason for the NBA. You know, the screen and roll, step out in three, we shoot no intermediate jumpers. We only go to the lane in the paint or we're shooting threes. Uh, except for my boy Hank. He got the little turnaround. What's up, Hank? Hey, you know what though? It's the preseason. I wanna let you know that I've been trying to drain some threes with my left hand. I've been trying to work on my game to be more multifaceted. You know, I want to be that player to go inside, outside, 
day, I'm gonna let you know right now that I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, that that multi that multiplayer right now. I'm gonna bring my game to the to this new millennium. You know, I'm one of those kind of fellas like to beat it up in the paint. You know, with the elbows and etc. But I feel like right now I gotta bring my game up and I gotta get on outside a little bit. I wanna let you know too. I wanna let everybody know that I feel real confident about that. You know how confident I feel about that? I did not oh, panic God. not one bit, nor did I go to social media to talk about the president's tweet that I got on my phone. I just deleted it and moved on. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. You know, leave it leave it in your head. Don't put it out there. Don't press in. You know, because he's likely to reply back, and then, you, you know, you might have to hit him with one of them, one of them, um, one of them RG references that might set him off. So we're not going to mess with him. But if you go to the paint and yell, you got to do the Moses Curry. You got to be like, ah, if you go there and yell at him when you get your and one. So I hope, I hope you bring a little more old school back in it. You know, these youngins don't yell right. They don't yell and one. Oh, they don't right. do all that stuff. You got to mix it up. Get that, get that referee to blow that whistle. Yeah, you got to scare him into blowing that whistle. You yell so loud, you're like, oh, and the whistle yeah, just yeah. goes on out. You, you got to get that swing, going. You got to swing from your diaphragm. That's right. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. And we also got our brother, the young producer, the intern, Darnell Kirkland. How you doing, young fella? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, we got you. We got you going. I, I I know you. I know you're a little frustrated with your coaching tonight. Your team will pull it back together. If not, um, make a run, sprints. <laughs> they all week. <laughs> all week until they get it together. Yeah, no, you can't get them hit and stuff like that. But you know, you 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 got you got you said the running back was running on y'all like he was Herschel Walker. Oh, <laughs> the young Herschel. <laughs> but we, it's good to have you tonight. We got a little segment where we're going to feature you. Uh, we're in the open mic right now segment. Uh, again, this is Real uh, real Sports Guys, RG One Mic. This is you got Devon, we got Hank, we got Darnell on here. We're going to keep it moving. And in the open mic, as I said before, it's preseason up in here. A lot of things going on. Um, a lot like the summer league, there's some things you can learn in the preseason. You know, people are trying to get warmed up. They're trying to get lathered up a little bit. Are there anything, Hank, you've seen in the preseason or heard in the preseason that gives you a sense that there's something bubbling or something changing, something to watch? Well, you know, I think that what you have to look at right now, and it's so early in the preseason, and just to get back into it in the NBA, uh, you're just blind, deaf, or just dead if you're not interested in what's going on in Los Angeles, okay? With With LeBron making his start out there and what's going to go on and and does he make a difference as a power shift to the to the West? I don't think so. I think it's more of a novelty. That's one man's opinion. But moreover, you know, you got the Cleveland Cavaliers thinking they're going to be just fine uh, without LeBron, which you know, they, my man needs to put that Hennessy down because he, 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 he sounds foolish, you know. But I tell you what, you you you, you got to be um, interested in. Kawhi Leonard is talking about that he's interested in re-signing with Boston. Uh, you kind of almost have to de facto oh, Kyrie Boston. Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kyrie. But Kawhi, hey, I'm going to tell you what happened. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. I've never heard his voice. See, that laugh got me thrown off, you see? That laugh has been in my head ever like, since he did it. Huh? Is that a goat? Is that a bullfrog in his throat? What's going on? I don't know, man, but see. They talk exactly the same. What I truly believe it is, though, D., is it, it, it's some sort of mind control. Even when you ain't trying to say his name, you say his name. 
I definitely meant Kyrie Irving. That laugh with that, I, I, you know what I mean? I, could, I usually can uh, um, mimic, so I can't mimic that, man. I tried to mimic that, man. Shoot, I had to go in for throat surgery. I can't laugh like that. Fuck up with that cat. I, I could, I'm like, what is this cat doing? I'm yeah. like, crazy. That was out there deep, but 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 the, but the, but yeah, that's what I meant. Kyrie Irving, he decided he's going. He he's talking about resigning multiple de- uh, uh, years with Boston. But but for me, this year is more local. Okay, Dwayne Casey, the last year's coach of the year is now the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. Okay, the Detroit Pistons with Andre Drummond and with and, and, and with Blake over here, man. I want to see what he can do. Okay, with this roster and, 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 and with Jackson. I want to see what he can do with this roster, especially right now with what you could say is going to be, for lack of a better term, a parity, um, but but a weakened uh, Eastern division, Eastern Conference. I want to know what he can do with this roster. Can he make them at least playoff worthy throughout the season? And then not knowing what's going on in the Detroit front office, are they willing to make some moves if this team proves itself to be somewhat competitive. So so from a local perspective, that's what I want to look to see. What how good is Dwayne Casey? What can he do with this roster? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, Dwayne, get our pisses back where they need to be. Please. Come on. Especially now with the East. The East got some good teams, but there's some openings. Folks ain't yeah. really matured yet. You got some youngers who can play, but you know, they don't know how good they are on some of these teams. So I'm hoping Dwayne can get some of this stuff rolling. And, and get some movement. The, the the team that I am really interested in watching actually is Houston. I've been saying, I said, Carmelo is going to go back to mellow on you. He going, and you can see it already. I think being in a locker room with CP3 has been good for him. But people, you know, it's kind of like Roy Jones had that stuff. He had a song. He's like, you must have forgot. You must have forgot about mellow. And the thing about it, I've always said, a lot of cats talk junk. They don't talk junk too mellow because if mellow get going, he's the one that puts fear in the heart of, of a lot of cats. And I watched the mellow tonight. They got him posting. They got him in the flow. And he's just going to be able to play uh, in that system. And so I'm excited to see how that comes together um, and how they make some adjustments with some of the guys who have left the team. But I love mellow in Houston. And I'm with you. Uh, the Lakers, I said this, look, you know, um, y- y'all got to understand that LeBron is the puppet master. And that team, the way it's constructed, is going to be getting up and down the court. And there's some youngins on that squad who can shoot that people don't know about. Wagner's one of them. Wagner's right. one of the guys that – that can spot up. And so when you start to piece together some of those cats who can shoot that you haven't seen really, you won't really understand how their impact on their game until they get into, you know, November, December, when they're, you know, they're able to play with the rotations. And particularly when you start to get to the second unit, when they start, you start to see the depth play out uh, because they got some young cats who ain't afraid. Uh, I'm not always right. never been a real Lakers fan, but they finally got some cats with, with some heart. I love Rondo. In that system, so that that's going to be interesting. You know, all these people talk about they scramble to make the playoffs. I'm going to tell you what: the Lakers' at lowest will be a five seed. You heard it here. Lowest in the West, they'll be a five seed, just because LeBron ain't going out like that. People can say no. what they want to say, 
He ain't going out like that. And so I, I can't, I can't, I can't see that. And I don't, I don't see in that context Ronda going out like that. So they got some dogs in the locker room that's a little bit different. Um, and you know they're gonna get that win on Tuesday night when everybody else is sleeping and resting or recovering. You know, they're going to steal some of those wins. They're going to beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and they're going to steal a couple wins against the teams that are supposed to be pushing. They'll struggle against Golden State, and people will make a lot of – but there's only one Golden State. Everybody else they can match up with. So mm-hmm. that's going to be something should, I'm interested to see what happened in Milwaukee. They just came out with this, this GM poll and uh, talking about Giannis. Now, the poll was crazy. It was blasphemy. I agree with you, Stephen A., blasphemy. You can name five people or four people better than KD. Come on now, y'all, stop, y'all <laughs> DM, right. get away from the analytics. The bat does matter. The sound of the bat does matter. With your yeah. eyes, trust your eyes. All that craziness. Don't make me get into baseball right now. Some of y'all smoking a whole bunch. Better than KD? Come on, <laughs> come on. Now y'all can. We, I will criticize. I'll criticize to the end. His with Stephen A. I've criticized to the end his move to Golden State, and I think more so than Stephen. I think I made a justified argument in saying this: you were up three-one, and the reason why you lost those other games because you wouldn't trust your team in the fourth quarter. It was you weren't trusting. Wasn't Russell? You weren't trusting, and then you left. That was my only judgment. But you still, he's still a beast. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing, you know, you know, Giannis. Now the lights on you. There's some expectations in Milwaukee. I'm not too far. I'm going to check out some games. Um, you got you got Jabari Parker down in Chicago. Look a little rugged. You know, J- you know Jabari going to come around. He's other game, this he game he had the other night. His feet was hurting. His feet was hurting, but he'll come it'll come together. On a, but I think that Chicago Bulls team is going to be kind of interesting with Jabari down there. So there's some stories to be looking for. Here's the problem you know I got. Yeah, I got. Let me let me say this, and and and, and, and then uh, Darnell, I'll give it to you. But but here's the problem I got. Um, the, you know, even with that narrative that you have with with uh, with Durant about being up three one, not trusting his teammates, and then leaving. You know, this that what what's the difference between that and what LeBron James did? Okay, LeBron James, um, they they got they got beat down by. Boston, he leaves and goes to um, Miami to win his final, his first final, before coming back to Cleveland. You know, did he get ridiculed and so forth and so on? Yeah, but no one. No, there's a big. Oh, I gotta stop. No, hang on. But nobody never disputed. Let me say this. Nobody never disputed him being one of the best players in the league. You, you, you nobody never disputed him being one of the best players in the league, even with that move. Stay away from that brown liquor. Stay away from that brown liquor. Walk towards the light liquor. Walk towards the light liquor talking that. The big difference is KD left with another top eight player on his team, loaded squad. LeBron's best teammate was, 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 uh, was, uh, uh, we can't even, who do you have? That's why Davidson, Mo Williams. Mo Williams. Come on, man. You're talking about Jameson with looking like bad feet Jameson. And and KD left a squad talent-wise was about the same. Where LeBron was waiting for his management, his management was giving him Mo Williams and, and Booby and Booby Gibson. Come on, man. I'm leaving that. I'm leaving that. You're talking no, about you no. leaving. You got Russ. 
You got you got a loaded roster over there you leaving. Come on, that's not even the same thing. Okay, so let me ask you this. Same thing with Harden. Harden was a part of that same that same roster. All right? But that and was Harden. That was the GM. GM. The GM traded him. That's my point. If you, okay, my argument is this. If you're not going to keep the players on your team, all right, if you talk about it in the bronze case that they will not give him any players, and you're talking about in the Oklahoma City case, you've got you a big three that you will not retain, what's the difference? And you've got the you a selfish – even you you're loaded. You got to a selfish Westbrook, which cost you the finals against Miami yeah, in the first game. It cost you that? Bro, that was KD. Don't that. look at the final two games. That was KD. Game oh, seven. Look at the timeout. Look at the timeout when Donovan was saying, trust your teammates, KD. Trust your teammates. Come he on, man. He was talking about Westbrook. Because Westbrook no, was coming down KD. and just find the rock. Go back and look at the final possession. Oh, you go KD back and look at that. That's, that's the thing that I saw. I'm oh, telling you. You're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> you bring me bring up cocaine. Well, I don't want you to you die. Too. But I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time. I don't don't bark at me. I'm old now. I'll bite, I'll bite you. <laughs> first time. You're about to get rabies. With that, uh, Darnell, I'll come on, bring some young youngins. Bring some sense to this conversation. Bring something, man. I'm, I'm, I'm walking away from the mic. <laughs> come on, KD. Darnell, what makes KD? Me. What makes KD? His decision worse than LeBron's decision was the team that he left. KD yes. had Westbrook. He had Ibaka. He had a team. His team, in my opinion, they would have beat they would have beat LeBron in the Cavs if they would have beat on um, the Warriors. They could have won it all. Yes, they blew it. Yes, and he left his team. Yes, so. thank you, thank you. I okay. knew he was smart. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at I'm I'm just looking at this parallel. I'm looking at two players at the top of their game. I'm looking at LeBron James. I'm looking at a KD. I'm looking at both of them getting to the finals. I'm looking at both of these teams cannot beat Golden State, and then they both bail. I don't understand what's what's what's, what's so different. He got the team to beat Golden State. KD huh? could beat Golden State. That's like Zeke. That's like Zeke beat the bad boys. The first time he couldn't beat Boston. That was up three one. Leaving Joe Dumars. Leaving Rodman. That's what, what you're talking about. That's what KD did. Come on. No, what I'm no. He, he left. He, he okay, like they, 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 year, the he left. Finals. The year he left. Look, the year he left. They had already lost to Miami. They come back the next year. They could not beat San Antonio. They come back the next year. They can't beat Golden State. He bails. Okay. That means that was two years. He, he was two years he after the finals, D. That was two years after the finals. Because that, he, that, he that, like Gladys Knight in the pits. At a, at, oh, at a, at a certain point, I just got to be Gladys. At a certain point, I just got to be Gladys. LeBron James opened that door, Chief, okay? He opened that door when he left Cleveland. No. So he opened that door when he left Cleveland and went to Miami for anybody else to make that move, and KD took advantage of it. After two years after losing in the finals, and he could not get past the hump, he joined that team. Don't tell me. No, you go back and you check the tape. Check the tape, man. 
You, I mean, it ain't even. We, we talk about you got another top ten player in your squad. Who did, did LeBron have a top twenty five player on his squad? Okay, then please help me understand. Okay, please help me understand how this team with another top ten player, after two years after making the finals, did not get back there. Okay, that's what I'm asking you. Okay, this, this, what your argument is is that with this team, they had this team, they had this team, they they did not get back to the finals. In fact, they made the, they made the playoffs with them. KD. They made the playoffs huh? in a very tough Western Conference. The Cavs have the number one pick after after LeBron left. They had two number one picks back to back. They picked up Kyrie and they picked up Anthony Bennett like later. Yeah, okay. I mean, not and, 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 and the year that they went to the finals and lost. The next year, the next two years, the next two years, San Antonio won the West. The next year after that, Golden State won the West. The next year after that, Golden State won the West again. My question to you, if you're KD and y'all talking about how great this damn team is, when are you gonna get back? And clearly what's going on is you if, have, if he would have gone back, back to his team, hold on, hold on. If he would have gone back to his team, he would have made it right back to the – he would have been back in the Western Conference Finals. But he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't. That's what I'm trying to get y'all to say. He, he did not. He, he didn't. Of course he left after four years. Because after four his years, heart he left. was pumping Kool-Aid. His heart was pumping Kool-Aid. In four years, he time. left after four years. After the first year, they went to the finals and lost to the Miami Heat. Four he years of patience. Four years. What if Zeke would have played four years? Four more years. What if Zeke would have left after four years playing with Kelly? Okay, we're not talking and, about that. That's a whole different era of basketball. You can't even move oh, players like now. No, oh, no. He wasn't. Most alone went to the – you couldn't even move players like you can now. My y'all know goodness. that. Come on, where y'all been in Mars? You up no, here, uh, you up team. here defending KD. See, that's some that's some Cleveland hate. That's some I'm Cleveland hate. Defending KD. That's, I'm that's saying, and yes, I am. Body. Yes, I am. I, yes, I, I'm not saying to move. What you want to argue is, had he gone anywhere else except to the Golden State Warriors, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Had he gone to Philadelphia? Had he gone to like Chicago? Had he gone to like San Antonio? Where nobody said a word. But because no, he went to, because he went to Golden State, huh? Because he went to Golden State after they lost in seven games to the Cleveland Cavaliers, we're having this conversation because they could not get past the hump in the West. Four right. years. They went to the finals. Oh, oh my God, you know that. That's the truth. I'm about to leave you on this one, my man. My, this feels like one of our old school arguments. I'm about to leave you after this one, my man. I got to switch topics. You got me so you, hot. No, no. Are you gonna leave me with this? You gonna tell me four years after you go to the finals and lose? Okay, and you got all this moving around in this NBA. And, and like I said before, he goes anywhere else except Golden State. No one's making this argument. Nobody. Now, you tell well, me I'm wrong. Not because that's, that's a team that just beat you. Like, would you do that? First of all, I'm trying oh, to no, fight y'all. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Already, I'm, just asking I'm making an argument. They'd be like, no, we could, we're beating these punks. That's what we would have said. I'm going back. Forget that. Russ, let's go. Load them up. We're coming now, back. My your fault. argument would have been like, my bad, y'all. I, if I was my, how I played, I was like, my bad. 
That's like you know, that's like what messed up against the Lakers. Michael Jordan can't beat the Pistons, and then he goes to the Pistons. Then yeah, yeah, I can see doing that. that. Mike ain't doing that. That's my point. I'm saying if you were making an argument to me like that, but see, here's the, here's my thing. KD did not have that kind of rivalry with Golden State. He could that team could not get past anybody because they, the the they got the AAU mentality. They got the AAU mentality, man. I played with you on the All Star team. You my boy. They got the AAU mentality. That's, that's, that's the, the same, AAU that's mentality. That's the NBA right now today. Exactly. That's the AAU mentality. Chris Paul ain't got that. <laughs> Oh, you mean the Chris Paul that couldn't get over the hump with the Sandy, with the with the LA Clippers, so he decided to go to Houston to play with the Harden? That same Chris Paul. Was, he was, he was, he was with that one. Why? Because because he was playing with. Well, a we got excuses for them, right? He was playing with a boom. Be fine now. No, he couldn't do it. He they they were they was pumping they was pumping pump they were pumping water seeds. See, he wasn't messing with uh-huh. that. No. No, no. I will move on to college football. <laughs> Maybe there's something we're gonna agree on tonight. Cause what did you learn? Why you while you're going, did you or do you want me to start with what I learned? Well, you go right ahead. While I put my blood pressure med. I I, 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 <laughs> I learned that that uh that Ohio State got a leprechaun in their pocket. That's what I learned. Don't they they should be called they should be called the Irish East. And James Franklin should be uh, shot. <laughs> How did he let them come in there and, and, and just take their heart? I couldn't understand it. I couldn't figure it out. But it was a hell of a game. I would say that. But they just walked out. They weren't ready for prime time. And Ohio State looked like they were dead man walking and stayed in it, stayed in it, stayed in it, and uh, set the tone up. The thing that kills me is – well, the person that wins this game is going to control the East. Uh, I think Michigan's still undefeated in the conference. I don't yeah. understand when you talk about all that craziness. But uh, And you still got Wisconsin trying to get their act together here on the other side, uh, along with some other teams. So it, it, but it, was, it, was, it was a great game, but this is one that Penn State should never let slip away. And uh, they just it, – it, it was crazy because they got players. And so it wasn't like they were, you know, missing Saquon. It was just like they missed some of them key moments. Um, and, you know, were giving up plays that you just wouldn't assume they would they would give up. And so, um, you know, I just I, – what I've learned is that – I mean, I could – it was crazy to watch Urban's smile – that smile, man. Just like this cat gets away with murder sometimes. And so I just – it's hard for me to do it. But they went in there, showed some heart, got the victory, and walked out. And literally, yeah, they won the top four teams in the country right now. I mean, that game is a signature game <clears throat> about them. And then I also learned that Nick Saban is bored. Nick, he's, he's bored. He's bored. When you when you are worried about fans coming to the game and not playing their tradition stuff on the board, it's just – you 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 got too much going on. You just you, you you living in Beverly Hills. You got nine cars, and you you got you got a helicopter, and you you just complain about everything in L.A. But it ain't raining, and you got a great pool and your food. You ain't got to worry about it. It's just it's one of them things where I I've learned that he's just bored. They should just give them buys until they play like uh, Auburn. <laughs> like they should just they should just give these cats four weeks off. Because he's just bored, uh, and 
and he finds anything to motivate himself, not even his team. He's just coming up with stuff that he just he just he's his own. He just he just coming up. He's inventing things that even when it was coming out of his mouth, I think he knew it was ridiculous. That's what I've learned. He's a bored man. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but you know when you play some of these teams that Alabama plays, I mean you're going to come out and say that the fans, the students don't come out, and you playing Louisiana Lafayette. I'm like, <laughs> really? This, this is what you're going. This is what you're going. This is what you're going to raise hell about. You, the University of Alabama, you are arguably one of the better teams in 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 a, in a decade. You, we're talking about an era team elite, and you're playing Louisiana Lafayette, and you want to raise hell about the fans. I don't want to see you play Louisiana Lafayette. If the game is over in the first quarter, I can go do something else. I don't anticipate that game being, you know, um, being close. Don't get mad about that. You haven't played anybody yet this year, okay? You had Texas A&M in Alabama, okay? Um, you played Mississippi, who has no defense, so you haven't played anyone. So not only are you, if you're bored, so is your fan base. You haven't played anybody. You know, it would be nice to see Alabama, as good as they are, as talented as they are, have the number one recruiting class almost every year. Go out there and roll the dice, you know, grow a pair, and go play a top-tier team, okay, like a Michigan and a Notre Dame. Or, you I know, don't know if that's fully really fair. Huh? I mean, go because through, when, they go scheduled, when they scheduled the game, well, Texas A&M, a few years ago, they wasn't that, they wasn't that bad. Like, they, yeah, they but went, see, it's the thing. They have um, Johnny Manziel. But you're going to play these SEC teams. And see, the thing is about it is, but go out west, you know, and do it more often. I mean, what have you got to lose? You know, you got, you've got you got ESPN in your back pocket. you got the SEC in your best po- back pocket. Go on out there and play somebody out west. Go play Oregon out there, okay? Go do something like that. If, you, if, if you're so bored, do something creative <laughs> in that way. But, Wait, yeah, as long as you're Huh? They, I said last year they played Florida State and USC. Well, okay. Well, 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 keep doing that. Otherwise, you're going to be bored. All right? And that's what, that's what people get excited because then they can get gauged whether or not these other teams are good or not. What I also learned, though, this, this, this past week is a couple of things, D. Um, and that's Ed Orgeron, the coach of LSU, actually is a good coach. You know, Ed Orgeron got bounced around when he first got the job at Mississippi. They thought that they called, they named him one of the type, top uh, top five worst coaches in college football. Then when he got over to uh, USC and took over for a little bit, he had them going, but he didn't have any name recognition. Okay, they thought that he was going to be gone this year. This man can actually coach. You know, he's a good player's coach. He's got some experience underneath him. And now you're seeing LSU again in the top ten. And they're going to surprise some people because, first and foremost, they, uh, they, they play good sound defense. They know how to run the football. And, oh, by the way, they got a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. So, that, so LSU is a team, and I don't want to jump anything, but that's one of those kind of teams that, you know, everybody keeps looking for them to fade. But they're actually better, and they're better coached than people give them credit for, you know. So that, that's the one thing. I also learned that, you know, unfortunately, I hate saying this, I hate saying this, but Notre Dame is for real. Notre Dame <laughs> is for real. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely spanked Stanford this week, okay? They changed quarterbacks. They went to Ian Book. Okay, not the same quarterback that we saw that played against Michigan. But that team now is, is, is kicking on all cylinders. Now, they go to Virginia Virginia Tech. 
They've never been out down there uh, before, you know, Blacksburg. And it's going to be interesting to see how they how they perform. Now, the problem is, you know, Jackson, the quarterback from here uh, in Michigan, he's out. So, but 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 Lane Stadium, you know, is going to be rocking. The, the Irish is going to be in, and that's going and that's going to be a good test. It's going to be a really the the first good road test. But Notre Dame is for real, and that's a team that the schedule is favorable for them. They could they could be uh, that rich, that that big green Irish wrench in that playoff uh, in that playoff picture that nobody's really talking about because then nobody expects them to be this good, but they're for real. Yeah, and I think you know the, the, um, the that was one of my my surprises that when I you know when I looked at even against Michigan their quarterback play you know I know they've been trying to play with that but that you know their defense their running game they're physical mm-hmm. you know Notre Dame is physical um, and um, and their head coach is somewhat under control I'm waiting for right. him to lose his mind and mess something up. You know, snatch a kid up, do something crazy on the sideline. But up until this point, you know, he been he been respectable, and he's holding like like somebody been in his ear, one of the sisters or one of the one of the priests, somebody over there been having him in confessional or something. But he is putting it together and, and keeping everybody focused um, uh, in a in a real way. The team that I have that's in the weeds, that is also a part of what we learn is UCF, UCF. So what we've yeah. learned is that Scott Frost may have not been the variable because he's struggling Ooh. over there in Nebraska. Ooh. But his team is still winning over there, and they still quietly putting it on, folks. And they didn't give him the championship last year, but they said we want to come back for some more. And they quietly putting something together here, and you got to kind of watch UCF uh, – you know, that team that kind of come out the weeds, you know, had all the hype last year, head coach leads, you think it's going to be a fall off, and they're sitting there at 4-0, um, kind of knocking through things, slowly working their way up the ranks, with some of these teams ahead of them having some critical games that might bounce them out and allow for them to kind of make a late late run there at the end of the season if they keep pushing up. So that's a team that I have in the, in the weeds that also no one's really talking about. You know, the team that that they just keep on finding a way to to get become a topic of the conversation, that's the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh my you know, goodness. Kentucky Wildcats Huh? I mean I mean yeah. people 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 have fallen asleep on Benny Snell, D. He's the running yeah. back for the for the Wildcats. This boy is nice. Yeah. He is really nice and, and uh Mike uh Mike Stoops, Bob Stoops uh brother, okay. Got that team playing some some solid hardcore defense. Now, if you if you want to knock this team anywhere, it may be, you know, getting the ball down the field with the passing game. But that's another physical football team uh, that people aren't talking about. They're undefeated right now. They play Texas A and M this week. That's going to be a telling story. Okay, they come out of that game with A and M, then all of a sudden you're gonna see if they can if they can handle the hype because everybody's gonna be talking about Big Blue and then I got and I'm not talking about my Big Blue. I'm talking about the one down in the bluegrass state. Uh that that's a team that that's laying it they are literally laying in the grass. Okay? And the thing is when you got a team that's well coached and you know you see Kentucky on your schedule if you're an S C C team, you kinda of like mark that one off. You're gonna to have to go to war for four quarters with that team. 
I'm not I'm not predicting them to win nothing, but because the, the SEC has got some stacked teams that they got to still go through, but they're going to give some teams some games. They've already beat Florida this year. That's a team that that just you need to just kind of watch. They're really exciting team to watch too. Yeah, I guess South Carolina they generated four turnovers, uh, three interceptions, and uh, and they got a fumble. So they're opportunistic. If you think about a Stoops team, you know they're going to be great defensively. Um, and they commit to running that ball again, and they're playing physical. They're playing physical football, so I think that's that's something we got to really take a look at them and kind of watch them coming up. This is our kind of weekly check-in with college football. You listen to RSG uh, One Mike. We're here with Hank, uh, Devon, and Darnell. It got hot here early in this one. We started out hot. We was hitting threes. We was like a, a D'Antoni offense early in this show uh, with fire, fireworks going all the way through. Because Hank had some blasphemous comments going on, and and I don't oh, know what was going go. on. Okay, he, he he must he must have been eating some chitlins or something, some bad some food. I don't know what the I don't know what he's eating now. this morning. Because something was going on. But we're gonna move into his forte. You know what time it is. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little baseball. And as my brother would say, had it cried. <laughs> Cooley High in Chicago, man, it ain't nothing like being in the win, the, uh, the the Midwest. And, and I mean, the Cub fans are just sick, and the Brewer fans are jumping for joy. Uh, these Rockies went crazy. It was crazy to watch. All they had to do was jump on, as I was saying on my Twitter account, they just needed to jump on the Badger bus line under Van Gelder. You get your tickets online, and you can go to Terminal 5, or, or I mean the, the bus terminal, and ride right on up to Milwaukee. They just went on up, and they did that thing. They, these, these Rockies are like the Road Warriors. We got so much going on. I mean, baseball owned a little bit this week. What say you, Hankus? Man, let me tell you something. Before we even get to the playoffs, okay, D, we had two, two, yes, 163 third games, okay? We had the playoffs before the playoffs, man. That was too cool, okay? I, I, I enjoyed that immensely. You had you, you had uh, the, the Cubbies going against uh, your Brewers, you know, for the, for the National League Central. You had the Dodgers going against the Rockies for the National yep. League West. It was live, man, and it was two good ball games. It was two good ball games. And you, but you know what? I got to hand. I, you know what? I got to hand it to Milwaukee, um, because Milwaukee, you know, they they look like there's going to be that cute little story when the season started. And in fact, that's what I said. I said they they were a cute little story, but that team sustained. But that started back last year. If you if you remember inside of the park, I talked about that started back last year when they started really filling out what was going on. And now when they go and pick up Christian Yelich, and I knew Christian Yelich was a, a nice little ball player when he was in Miami. But now he done come over here to Milwaukee and he done lost his mind. He done turned himself into an MVP type of candidate. I've always liked his game. When he was in Miami, you could just see that he had potential of being a, a, a nice five-tool player. And now he's really started to, to peak. He's peaking at the right time. He scored the winning run tonight. Off of, off of a Mike Mustakas base hit in the tenth inning to give the uh, Brewers a one nothing uh, series lead so far over the Rockies. But the thing is, is that 
this, this kid right here, he's a catalyst. They've got right now, they've got two MVP type of cat, uh, players in the middle of their lineup with Brian Braun and with Christian Yellis. That's a nice team, and that's a nice story. Also, with the Colorado Rockies, this was a team that I thought was a, was a, is now coming into their own. Last year, they looked like they were – them and the uh, Houston Astros looked like they were, like, on a, on a collision course for each other, but the Rockies started to fade a little bit. But they got to the playoffs last year, had a short run, and now they're back. And, like, everybody in Chicago, devastated. Okay, now y'all got your World Series. I don't know what else you want. Okay, you get you a couple of you get you a couple more playoff uh, appearances, but don't lose your mind. Okay, this team, uh, the Rockies, is for real. They've been playing solid ball all year long. Um, I kind of expected them to 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 lose though to the to 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 the Cubbies. I mean, I'm sorry, I expected them to lose the Dodgers going there, but they're coming across and taking on the Cubs. I expected the Cubs to take care of that at home. So I was as stunned as anybody else that the Cubs lost that game at the crib, all right, at, at Wrigley Field. I, I think they had already started the party. But these cats came out to Milwaukee tonight, man, and you figured, okay, they got to have jet lag, okay? They play in Los Angeles on Monday. They got to go to Chicago on Tuesday, and now they got to go out to Milwaukee on Wednesday, okay? They straight balling, all right? Ain't nobody else, ain't nobody else got that kind of road trip. You know, that Jack Ladd had, had to sit in. So you kind of automatically say, well, they ain't going to take out Milwaukee. But hold your phone. These cats came back in the ninth inning to tie this game, man. They came back to tie the game, and it took ten innings. Okay, watch out for the Rockies. They get a chance to catch a breath a little bit. And this is going to be a wild rock. This is going to be a wild series, dude. It's going to be a wild series because if you ain't ever seen a game at Coors Field, if you ain't watch it, the, the, the ball jumps out of there, okay? It's, it, it, it's a, a mile above sea level out there in Denver. So it's going to be a wild series. You're going to see some runs scored in this game. It's going to be a fun series to watch, all right? That's what we're talking about right now for the series starting today. The A's, uh, great season, okay? Yeah. They had a fabulous season. There's, that's another team I talked about a little bit last week that kind of came out the blue. But, they're, they're can, major, I major, major, can I ask you um, something about the A's? So the A's, the A's tried to – see, this is this – is, I think you're going to appreciate what I'm about to say. This is where analytics go wrong. Right. So the A's had this kind of opener strategy, right? We're going to start this opener, this guy. So we're going to start a cat for one uh, inning or two. Then we're going to go long relief and get to our bullpen. And you go – it sounds good, and it gets you there. It's kind of like Van Gundy coaching. They'll get you to the playoffs, but it ain't the kind of stuff going to win a championship. And people wonder why they don't win a championship. Like, that strategy was cool until that ball went over the fence. Until right. the big fella, the judge is here, hit that ball. They're still looking for it somewhere over Brooklyn. I think somewhere, I just uh, see the with my house. <laughs> What's up hey, with this, man? Gimmick. This is what drives me crazy about the analytics. And I think – you know, for the most part, it, it works to try to build a team, okay, because you're going on straight numbers. And if you're talking about through a course of a 162-game season, okay, that makes a lot of sense. You can do a lot of stuff like that, all right, because you, you, you get you a nice sample size, right? So I understand what they try to do. And baseball has always been one of the more statistical-laden sports of all of, the, all of the major sports. So I get how they do that. What drives me crazy is this game is still played in the dirt and it's still played by humans. 
and it's still played by heart, it's still played by emotion, okay, and you still got to have talent, all right, so the A's were able to piecemeal this thing together to get to the playoffs, and they've done this before, okay, this isn't the first time uh, uh, Moneyball has happened, okay, just several years ago, this was, you would have thought this was one of the most talented teams in baseball, back when they had uh, Jonas Cespedes and when they when they had players like that, okay? But they got all involved in these number things. They couldn't get past the Detroit Tigers and Justin Verlander and just flat, straight-out talent. They would win a couple of ball games, and next thing you know, okay, but then the talent usually took over. And this is what happened with the A's again. They analyzed, they, they analyzed and analyticized themselves all the way to the playoffs, got to the Bronx Bombers, and they got the doors blown off, Okay. And that's what I'm saying. They they do this. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with such a number-laden way of building a team. I know that, that they're saying it works. And when you're talking about a financial investment of having your team get to the playoff, getting playoff bonuses, selling playoff tickets to your fan base, that makes a lot of sense. Okay? But in the end, when you get to the playoffs, Chief, you know that you better have some that's talent right. on your squad. Okay? That's right. This is when you got to start to trust your gut. you got to look in the eyes of those players. This is where, back in the days, yep. folks, when we had the inside of the park, okay, and RJ, my boy, I love you, man. This is where me and him would just go nuts. I said, because I know, I've coached the game. you got to look in the eyes of your players and say, if you got it today. Okay? That's right. Is your, heart, is your heart in your throat or is it somewhere else? You know? And let's go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, D, okay? This is what I'm talking about. When you get to the playoffs, that's a different level. I don't care what the numbers say. This is why you get guys when you get to this level, when you get to this time of the season that you ain't heard of all year. Next thing you know, they MVP of a a series. Because this didn't happen, because that didn't happen, because all of a sudden they get hot at the right time. Okay? These numbers, you can throw them out the window. It's just like rivalry games. And see, this is what happened. This is what happened with A's. The, the the Yankees are just infinitely more talented, all right? And if you're going to have a one-game series, you better put your best on the field, especially when you got to go on the road. They didn't do that. And like I said before, I think that ball just orbited my house twice since we've had this conversation, you know. I know. But the thing it, that it, – It's in another galaxy right now. It's in another <laughs> galaxy right now. But that being said, congratulations to the A's, but this – Unfortunately for the A's, if they, didn't nobody outside of Oakland, Alameda County want to see the A's win that game, all right? Because if you are a baseball purist, if you are a baseball novice, if you are just somebody who know what a ball and a bat is, if you're just somebody who walked past the sporting goods store and seen a pair of cleats and said, what are those shoes with those spikes on the bottom for, okay, it, this is the series you want to see, a seven-game series between two of the oldest rivals in the game, the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. They battle all season, D. Both of these teams won over 100 games this year. you got That's some right. of the baddest baseball players in the league on both of these squads. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's going to be home runs. There's going to be solid pitching. There's going to be they don't like each other. This is the Ali – Frazier of baseball, okay? This is the Sugar Ray Hearns of baseball, dude, okay? This is the one. 
Okay, if you don't watch no other series, and this is and this is what I'm excited about because both of these teams were just blowing teams' doors off. All right, this is the series that you really want to watch. I'm 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 excited about this one. But you know what? The other what I would call the undercard in the in in the American League is not going to be too bad. But you're going to have the defending champs going against the oh by the way the Cleveland Indians. All right, and don't sleep on the Indians. Because see the Indians, because they played in the Central and the and the and the, and the, um, the Yankees and Boston and Houston was doing their thing. Three teams that won 100 games this year. Okay, three solid teams that won 100 games this year. Um, the, the, the 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 Indians kind of like was was nobody was thinking about us, and they quietly won like 97 ball games. Okay, I expect Houston to win though, but I think that the series. Again, is is going to be that Boston New York series. Then you go over to the National League. Like I said, you you in my wheelhouse now. You go over to the National League. Already talked about uh, Colorado and uh, um, Colorado and Milwaukee. But the intriguing series has got to be Los Angeles and Atlanta. Atlanta back in the playoffs now. Uh, We all remember the old Atlanta Braves with Glavin and Maddox. And Dave Justice and stuff. It's going to be fun to watch this young Atlanta team and how they respond to their first playoff uh, appearance in several years. You know, and it, and the Dodgers kind of like stumbled upon the division this year. This wasn't a vintage Dodger team this year, but give Rob Dave Roberts a lot of credit. He got them back to the playoffs enough. Okay, so we're going to see, you know, which one of these teams respond. Are the Dodgers going to be able to flip that flip that switch? You know, they were, they were struggling for a long time to even get back to the playoff. Are they going to be able to flip that switch now and turn it on? It's going to be a very intriguing um, uh, playoff series. Uh, season. I'm looking forward to it. Well, hey, man, it's glad we got to check in a little baseball. I'm, I'm starting to sharpen my saw on the game and get back in. And uh, you have inspired. And so we're going we gonna to do this as well as um, uh, put out drop out another uh, episode of Inside the Park here on RSG, um, Real Sports Guys. Uh, you listen to uh, One Mike, um, and you're here with uh, my man Darnell and, and Hank and Devon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.